great stuff coming up in the life of True North Church over there. Uh, welcome, it is great to be here. My name's Michelle, if we haven't met before. Um, we are at the end of, last week we closed off on Wednesday night, our rhythm and flow. We have been tracking with that for four weeks on a Sunday and also on the Wednesday evening. And it has been a great time that for each one of us, we have been able to um, look at these um, great habits and these great things that we're implementing in our lives to be able to take us to where God is calling us. And as a, as a result of that as well, Pastor Dean, there's going to be a booklet also um, that if you want to continue that journey, and I suggest that, you know, we're still continuing on with that to be able to get those good habits in place in our lives, a great rhythm and flow of how we journey out our faith. You can pre-order one of those booklets at What's On After the, after the Service, which is great. But today, fresh, we are coming in with um, the word from Galatians 5, which is, um, is really interesting and really um, great in our lives to be able to look at this idea of that we're, each one of us are called to be free. So for each one of us in, in this room this morning, that as we are following after Christ, as we are walking out this faith journey, that idea of um, living in the freedom and it takes us sometimes, sometimes to be able to, you know, be able to walk through some of that thing, those things in our lives, to be able to unpack and be able to offload some of the things that would hold us from and prevent us from keeping um, by walking into this freedom. And this morning we're going to look at that and um, Paul writes this letter to the Galatia church and at the time of um, writing that, he's writing to a group of new believers, a group of um, people that have been, you know, in the party scene and they're, they're living up life and they're discovering this faith journey for themselves and he writes to encourage them. Now, this isn't the first time he is writing to them about this topic of freedom. He is writing to them again about it and the idea that as he talks about this freedom that each one of us are called to, that it does have limitations. It's not to say that we are called to freedom, that we can go out and party it up, but we are called to freedom in Christ Jesus, and that he writes and encourages the church there um, to be able to walk out this freedom in there. So why don't you turn to someone, we're going to take a moment and say, you are called to be free. Called to be free, people. <laughs> and we're going to look at that, the scripture here and the letter that he writes to the church this morning. And we pick that up in Galatians 5, verses 13 to 26. And that will be up on the screens to read through. And I love that picture that even as Dean talked about some of the, you know, we've had weddings, we've had children being born, we're celebrating all these things in the life and the family of True North Church. And as I read this um, opening verse, and it talks about brothers and sisters, that for each one of us here today, that that would be a community, it will be a, a family, that we journey these things together. You know, having brothers and sisters alongside us helps us in that journey, Right. And so we feel that, um, we hope that it is the case for each one of us that as we gather on a Sunday, that we do feel connected to the body, that we are walking alongside brother and sister, helping one another out in, in our journey of faith. And it says here, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh, rather serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with one another, so that you are not to do whatever you want, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. And the, the acts of the flesh are obvious. And now it goes to all sorts of heavy things here. The church is out of control. They're, they're going along these ways of their flesh and the desires and, and, and going about that. And it becomes very obvious to Paul at this stage. So he is not there, but he is hearing reports back as to what is taking place, all sorts of things that are taking place over there. But the fruit of the Spirit, we picked it up in 20, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying one another. Over here we see this, this, as Paul writes to the church, that is that spirit and the flesh, opposing, conflicting, coming up against one another. But in that opening line, it says, you are called to be free. And the challenge for us this morning and the challenge for the church back in the day was that the flesh and the desires of the flesh will lead us to one thing, but God has called us to another. He has called us that we are free. We sung of that this morning with passion, that um, you know, we are free, nothing's going to hold us back. And it, it is part of our journey now to walk out that freedom, to be able to walk through um, life with, these, with the fleshly desires that, you know, we, we live in this house of our body, but then to be able to walk out, what does it look like to be walking out that calling for each one of us? This um, Wednesday, I'm not sure if any of you, I spoke to a few people that are taking up Lent. So Wednesday was the start of Lent, which is 40 days prior to Easter and the Christian calendar where people will fast and um, sacrifice, give up different things, um, just like um, that, what Jesus did and went and withdrew and went into the wilderness. And so that kicked off on um, Wednesday. And I was reminded of that as the flesh longs and, um, and calls out in our lives, that as we fast, if anyone's ever fasted, thought that I'm going to give up maybe a meal for a day and have a dinner or, or um, be able to give up social media or all these different things that could take place as a, a fasting option, that on those moments you might start off really good on the evening going to sleep and tomorrow I'm going to fast for the day and it's going to be great, I'm going to get connected with God and, and it's going to be awesome time just experiencing God in those moments. But then the morning comes and normally you probably just don't even eat lunch and you're normally totally fine. But the day that you decide to fast, you're starving hungry at 7am, right? Who, who has this experience? It's real, the struggle is real, the flesh is strong, it is calling out that, you know, you normally wouldn't eat at lunchtime, till lunchtime, but, you know, 7 a.m. kicks in and the desire to go after the spirit, to be, a, be called and where the spirit is calling you to, the flesh opposes that, it conflicts to what God is calling us to. And that struggle is very, very real. You just get into that fasting zone, you know, you know those moments. It rises up against what the Spirit wants. So Paul is talking here to these new believers in Galatia in a time where um, they are walking in the ways of their flesh. They're walking in all these different ways, partying up, doing all this stuff. And he says I'm that you are called to freedom. You are called as a free people. 
and all these things are coming against what you're actually called to. Our flesh challenges our freedom. Our natural tendency to you go about what we, what we feel in the moment is quite natural towards us. That if we feel hungry, we eat. If we feel tired, we sleep. If we feel like binging and watching TV, we do so. Those things are a bit of a pull in our lives to be able to go down those directions of how we feel and what our flesh calls out. And we would generally respond to those things in our lives. Except maybe when it comes to exercise, I'm very good at ignoring those signals and just um, not getting on with it. Probably one thing that I should be a little bit more diligent on, I'm not. But our flesh will challenge our freedom. Our flesh will come against those things that we desire and want to pursue what God calls us to. You know, there will be temptations, there will be thought patterns, there will be all these things, envy and all these things that our natural bodies, our natural humanness of who we are, desire. And yet, what does it look like to not feed those things? What does it look like to still pursue that freedom that we're called to? That yearning that satisfies us as opposed to what is what we've been called to. And left unchecked, sometimes we respond in all sorts of unexpected ways on um, how we might um, respond to what these moments of instance, like just blurting out things and saying things because of the flesh is crying out. And this week I was um, watching the news and um, I was watching this, um, the women's rugby. Anyone saw this? And a lady that probably didn't set out to respond the way that she did. And we're going to take a moment and just watch that. Hang on. I'm just saying, I've been bitten. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Three. Accusation of a bite okay. there from Rebecca Clough against Liz Partu. Yeah, okay, so she showed me her arms with her bite, with marks. I think we will hear more, and we should. That is disgusting, and it's not a part of our game from an Australian representative and a captain at that. Oh boy. So in verse 15, Paul writes here and he points out, do not bite and do not devour one another. Do not do those things. Now, I'm not sure. I've never been bitten by anyone within the True North family. So if you're new here, that's good. And I did ask Pastor Dean and Lisa, like, we haven't heard of any circumstances where we've had to follow up because someone's bitten one another. Um, none of that has happened, fortunately, in our church. Um, you are safe. And I'm sure Liz, who is the captain of this team, didn't set out this morning to say that my game plan today to win the game is going to be that I am going to bite the opposing team that I am going to get that done and I'm just going to bite him. And it, it went very pear-shaped for her career for the rest of the season. But what Paul is saying here, and the word that um, is used here for bite is abuse. And whilst we are not literally out there biting people, we, are, we, we can be that tendency of, do we envy someone? Are we talking well of people? As a family and a body of believers, what does it look like for us to be able to um, be in a place where we are encouraging and uplifting and um, speaking truth and life in people around us? What Paul writes here and what he's talking about this word, and he's getting pretty strong in those words there with the bite and devour and all of this, he's saying that actually, if you keep going down the path of what you're doing here, all this party lifestyle, all this stuff that you're doing currently, that actually, it's at the risk of the church being no longer. 
It's actually, it's come to such a point where you're, you're, you're attacking one another, abusing your bodies, abusing all these things that actually the church will no longer exist if you continue down that way. So this message for us today, um, what does it look like in the context of our church to be able to, um, you know, not bite, not devour one another? You know, it'll look very different. We're not literally doing that ourselves. But to be uplifting and to be encouraging and to be supportive of brothers and sisters that sit next to you. To be able to be about um, encouraging and uplifting the, each one in this place. We are called to be free and that challenges us. That challenges our humanness. It challenges where we're at. Because sometimes it's about, I want to do this. And why are they doing that? And why aren't I doing that? And there's all these bickerings that can take place. All the things that we think is good for the church, but not necessarily going to work out. But we, we take our eyes off ourselves and be able, to, be able to look at other people, be able to encourage people around us. And we shift our eyes off the obvious. Over there in verse 19, it starts with the acts of the flesh are obvious. And that lists, Paul lists out there all those things that are very obvious. He's away, but all that reporters come back to him to say, all this stuff's going on, these new believers. Um, he writes again about the freedom that they have found in Christ. And he's, he's seeing in their lives this evidence, and it's very obvious that they're not living out their freedom that they're called to. And for the Galatian church and for us today to be free and to be able to walk in that, free from law, you know, we talked, it said there about that free from law and the love that abolishes the law. That is, that's the thing that they are to walk in. But this freedom is, is not so we necessarily go around and do anything we want to. But that, that we walk in this freedom from Christ. Our flesh, our bodies, our humanness, all the things that would want to pull us away from walking in the spirit. That um, those things are to be left aside as we walk, walk and look clearly to what Christ calls us to. If we take a, a minute even for ourselves here this morning, that, you know, those list of things that are up there, not necessarily uh, many of them would be evident or relevant for us this morning, but there would be obvious things of our flesh that each one of us would see and recognise within ourselves. Those things are at play in our lives, the things that are very fleshly, the things that we want, that we desire. Not anyone around us would necessarily know of those things, but we struggle with them within ourselves. That there are these things that pull us um, and uh, that we sometimes just have our attention on those things that are the acts of our flesh that are played out in our lives. And as a part of that, sometimes our thinking... Sometimes we um, feel condemned about those things. Sometimes those things will hold us back and prevent us from walking in the freedom of what Christ calls us to. And this morning, that as I was looking at those things, that sometimes can be so obvious in our lives. But then as we look at that, as we actually put that aside, but look to how great and big our God is, those things seem to get very small in our lives. If you've walked, if you've journeyed with things in your life, but you've walked along the path where God has called you and he is big and he is large in your life, that he, if your eyes are set on him and he is large, that those, those things of the flesh and those things that would want to hold us back start becoming smaller and smaller. 
that in the light of God and the love of God and, and the grace and mercy of God that pours out upon our lives as we focus our attention, as we look to those things, those things become a little less obvious. Those things start becoming a little bit smaller in our lives as we start walking in the calling that we are free, that we are called to be free, and those things start getting released in our lives as we walk and look towards what Christ has for us, that we are called by God with a view to freedom. And that with, with that, God has called us with this view of freedom. And what does that look like for each one of us here today? You might say, well, this thing is quite large in my life. You know, there's stuff going on in me that are very fleshly and perhaps they are a little bit all-consuming. And that view to freedom might be that it seems like a little pinpoint away. But can I encourage you in that and in our walk and in our journey at keeping our eyes fixed on God and, and this call that we are a free people and that in him that he has paid the price for all our sin and all our stuff that we go through. That as we gradually walk closer towards that pinpoint of freedom, that that thing becomes bigger. You know, freedom becomes larger. There's more capacity in our lives to be, become more free in the things that God is calling us to. That that view of freedom starts looking bigger in our lives. And the things that would, were quite obvious at one stage don't become as obvious anymore because of the focus of where we're looking at. That freedom that comes, the things that would hold you, would keep you, would contain you, don't hold you anymore because of where we're looking to. That freedom in Christ Jesus. In the message it translates, verse 16, to live freely, animated and motivated by God's Spirit. I love those words. To live freely, animated and motivated by God's Spirit. The largeness of what we, we place our attention on. Not ourselves, but on God. Not on the things that we're dealing with, but what God says in our lives, that we are free, that we live in that freedom, that those things become more animated and, and large in our lives, that we start walking in those directions and those other things just start dropping off. And freedom grows by loving and serving others. In that, the verse there, it talks about this, loving and serving others. Freedom grows in our lives by doing that by cultivating this life of looking outward of ourselves and onto others. Be able to see the people around us, brothers and sisters in Christ. How do we love them, serve them, our neighbours, our church? What does it look like to be able to serve the people around us? To be able to take that attention off ourselves and onto others. My husband, Jeff, in his 20s, um, had, a, had an experience of, and I, I've asked his permission to share, to be able to, um, he was just feeling in a place of just being quite lonely, quite sad, quite down, you know, a little bit of depression in there. And um, he felt this time and time again, and, and then he thought, I'm just going to ring up the church, I'm going to ask if there's a widow or if there's a, maybe a single mom, somebody that needed help with maybe gardening, maintenance and fixing up stuff. And so sure enough, there was um, someone there and they, they gave him some details on people that needed help. And so on a weekend, he was a 20-year-old, had a bit of time off his sleeves, he would go along and he would do whatever they needed help with, uh, gardening, maintenance, whatever. And sometimes elderly people just needing to have a chat and Jeff loves to chat. So it was perfect. Um, and he would do that. And what he found by doing that he wasn't feeling lonely. He wasn't feeling sad. 
He wasn't feeling down. There was something in him that grew. He had joy. He had love for these people. There was a capacity to, to think even bigger and larger on how he can help and how he can do things. By serving others, by loving others, by taking our attention off ourselves and off the flesh and off the desires and looking to other people actually helps create this freedom in our lives. To be able to walk in that call to be a free people. To be able to see what others' needs are. To be able to help those around us. You know, be it neighbours, friends, church, whatever it looks like. That idea of growing in that freedom and loving others well. And there's a lot of proven evidence out there that, you know, as we do those things, there's all sorts of happy hormones that take place, right? We feel, we'll feel, endorphins is the word, um, feel quite happy and um, it does something within us. And Paul calls that out of us as well. As a free people, what are we doing to be able to love and serve others around us? That whole law summed up by saying, you are to love your neighbour as yourself. What does it look like to love your neighbour as yourself? And by doing so, we cultivate this, this fruit in our lives. And it talks there about the fruits of the Spirit that come and that grow. As I picture that, it starts off small, but it starts growing bigger and bigger within our lives, all these fruits. And then as we're out there and we're serving people, loving people, bringing joy, peace, goodness, all these things into the places that we walk as a result of loving people and feeling in that space of being called by God, that all these fruits and all these things start developing and growing and harvesting in our lives, that they start being dropped wherever we go, wherever we walk, wherever we um, be, that the love and the joy and the peace is given in those places. Never does it run out where we're, we're in step with the Spirit. I feel that he tops it up again and again. As we give it, it grows. As we give it, it grows. As we walk, it grows. As, we, as we're serving, it grows. As we're, we're moving to places, that stuff is growing in our lives. Not looking to the desires of our own, but looking towards others. We are a called people, a free people. This morning, we're going to close up and we'll invite the band up. That as we do close, we're going to take up communion. And over here at True North Church, if you're new here this morning, how we do that is we all come around the table and we take the bread and the cup that represents Christ's sacrifice on the cross, that for each one of us, that we are free. Not because of what we've done, what, what we've earned, but because of what Christ has done in our lives. That he has sacrificed on the cross, his body that is broken, his blood that was shed, that we walk in this freedom. And this morning, I'd invite you all to stand. And as we do that, I'm going to pray for us. And during this song, I'd invite you that um, as the song is played, that you can come down and do that in your own time. You may want to pray with family and friends around you. And we pray that this morning, that for each one of us on a different journey with Christ, where we're at, the fleshly acts, how strong they are, how evident they are in our lives, I feel like they cycle in and out sometimes for myself. That truth is that we are free. And that is because of Jesus Christ's love for each one of us. And this morning, I want to pray for us as we take communion. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. Jesus, for your sacrifice that you came. That, Lord, that on that cross for each one of us, all our sin, the price has been paid for us. And that we walk in that freedom, Lord Jesus. 
that we are called to be free. That, Lord, as we look to you and remember what you've done for each one of us, Lord, my prayer is, Lord, that we would see a little bit more of the freedom that we are called to in our lives. That, Lord, that we would step into that freedom that we are called to. That, Lord, nothing can hold us back, Lord, but in your name, Jesus, that you've paid that price for us. We thank you, Lord. Amen.